You are listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, where it's all about responding with confidence to the legal, financial, and personal challenges created by disability, unexpected illness, or aging in general. Join us weekly as elder law attorneys Barbara McGinnis and Chris Johnson, along with other members of the Tagus McGinnis Elder Care Law Team, talk about the tools, techniques, strategies, and services that will make the elder care journey easier for everyone involved. Get ready, because aging starts now. Hi, I'm Deborah King, one of the elder care coordinators, and welcome to another episode of Aging Starts Now. Today we are speaking about making your home accessible for all ages and abilities. Joining us for the conversation is Steve Weaver, co-owner of Homebase Solutions. Welcome, Steve. Hi, thank you so much. Thanks for being here. Now tell me, how did you get started in home modifications? Well, it uh, really goes back over 25 years ago when my daughter was born with cerebral palsy and it didn't take long to figure out that uh, we were on a journey of making making things accessible for her. Problem was, nobody understood the need to keep a house looking like a home and not a hospital. So I changed my career significantly and went from high tech to uh, becoming a general contractor specializing solely in making homes safe and accessible with equipment, remodeling, and that type of thing. Interesting. I did work with uh, children and adults with cerebral palsy in prior careers and Mm. now work with elders. So I can see how that would translate to working with the elderly and the disability. Absolutely. Usually people don't think about home modifications as you didn't until they have an event or an immediate need. Um, When do people need to start thinking about it and what do they need to think about first? Well, that uh, that old adage, an ounce of uh, prevention is, uh, you know, worth, worth a cure, um, whatever that adage is, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. An ounce of prevention but, is worth a pound of cure. There you go. Thank you there so you much. There okay. you go. <laughs> an ounce of prevention. Thank you. Anyhow, uh, you know... It, it, there's never a time not to consider it. When you look at uh, anything on the CDC website, you know um, mm-hmm. it, there are statistics that show that you know disabilities happen, and they happen at any age. And uh, even if it's a temporary thing, you go in for a procedure, and now you're using, you know, it's a skiing accident, you break a leg, or what have you. Everybody can benefit from making homes safe and accessible and even from a visiting perspective uh, my daughter was unable to visit some of her relatives much of the time largely because their homes wouldn't make were not wheelchair accessible in any in any way shape or form was quite surprising and eye-opening i i saw that when my mother-in-law broke her pelvis and every entrance to the house had two or three or more steps mm-hmm. and it was very difficult for her. Yep. So do you think ramps are the first thing that needs to go well, in? Well, you know, we, I'm also part of a, a, another business called the construction education consortium. And what we're doing in there is teaching the principles of making homes accessible at, at a basic level to a, what we've termed full access. So from visitable 
livable and adaptable to full access. Full access would be the kind of home that anybody at any age and any ability could live in. And a visitable home at the at the bottom of the list would have been a home that Cassie could have gotten into easily uh, without any ramps. So if we can start without having a ramp, wouldn't that be nice? But of course, right. there are so many homes that have some kind of a threshold. Um, and it really, this is what's beautiful about what we do is we tailor the needs based on the individual. So you don't have to follow the Americans with Disability Act, which is for public spaces in mm-hmm. the home environment. In the home environment, it's specific about the individual and what they want and in, in, and or need, and then how to consider planning for the future, of course, is uh, certainly what we're talking about today. Um, I like planning for the future is a better term than aging in place because aging in place sounds eh, not so much fun, but planning for the future, knowing that one of your friends, somebody, somebody in your life might not be able to visit your own home if, if we don't make some accommodations. So uh, that is one perspective that really helps and ramps certainly is a way there, there are temporary uh, ramps for that uh, itinerant uh, need, but or itinerant need rather. Uh, but then there's also uh, you know grab bars and getting rid of things that are safety issues, up to and including you know lifts of various kinds. I mean that's that's what we do is we provide uh, transfer devices that will take somebody out of the wheelchair and put them into the bed or a different part of the house. So we we do it all. Nice, nice. And uh, that's something that many people do not consider is having someone visit you who might have a a limitation or need special accommodations. Mm. Also, the fact that you said it's not necessarily, you probably understand the ADA rules, but because it's your personal home, you can modify them to something that works for you. Yes, absolutely. And what's nice too is we tend to get a little bit more aesthetically pleasing when we're when we shy away from just <laughs> institutional based public access types right. of solutions. Right. Right. Um, so how is this paid for? Does insurance cover any of this? Help well, insurance? in the twenty years that I've been doing this, I've had uh, two count them two <laughs> clients <laughs> who were successful in uh, doing a lot of advocating with their insurance company to have some reimbursement uh, out of network type of thing. In other words, yeah. there are very, 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 very few uh, insurance companies that cover the kind of work that we do. There are, depending on what it is, there are some programs that exist, um, area um, uh, aging. Uh, area agency on aging and disability. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, that's the one that mm-hmm. may have a program that provides for some basic things like grab bars and ramps. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, for the most part, uh, this is private pay. Um, and there are some uh, different resources available depending on the type of disability, how, what the prognosis, diagnosis is, uh, whether it's from birth or not. Tennessee mm-hmm. has some 
programs through a Medicaid waiver program through right. TenFair. Right. And then for older adults, uh, you know, a lot of it is going to be uh, private pay and possibly a um, uh, there might be a program that exists to provide some of the basic stuff. Uh, but there's also, uh, depending on what it is, a an option if it's prescribed by their doctor, some of the equipment and the labor associated with installing it can be tax exempt. So that's a nice way to save about 10%. Okay. Okay. I do know the 10 Care Choices program does mm-hmm. provide some money for that, as well as the VA. Mm-hmm. But the VA... I understand it is a long process. And then I did have one client who was on a workman's compensation Mm -hmm. and they were able to get reimbursement for some of the modifications they made to their home. Definitely. Workers comp, there's a lot of, uh, there's tends to be quite a bit more support. So from that perspective, yes, there's uh, that insurance (laughs) uh, does provide. um, And, you know, there again, just various resources. We do GoFundMe sometimes is a way for oh. people to do, but a lot of people are too, uh, they, they, they don't want to broadcast. They need help. So yeah, it's, it's a, it's a challenging thing to do. Is it worth the investment in your home? I think the paybacks are significant as far as if it's done right, uh, it can be made to look like it blends in. And that's been our focus. And that's part of why we won it's a couple national awards, actually, not to toot our own horn. but Oh, please do. Please but do. <laughs> yes. Well, we won uh, top national awards through some major um, organizations the um and largely because the remodeling we did in the bathrooms were so uh, aesthetically pleasing and specific to the individual's needs. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it is possible, and, and it does make, if you do it right, <laughs> it can make it look really amazing. Uh, it just really depends on what people want to do and what their budget can handle. What's the timeline on some of these modifications? It's not something you're going to get done tomorrow or? Well, it depends. I mean, if somebody uh, down the street from us needed a ramp or a a grab bar, we could definitely take care of them uh, pretty quickly. Uh, But a full remodel, like I just described the award winners to be, those can take um, many weeks. Uh, Uh We tend to be a one-stop shop. And the importance of that is trying to, you know, eliminate how long it takes for somebody to be without. And that can lead to, um, you know, other clients having to wait just a little bit longer. But when they when they get us, they know that their project is being worked on 100 percent. And from my perspective, as the dad, as the family, I didn't want a bunch of different people coming through the house. I didn't want a lot of uh, disruption. So when I go into we go into somebody's home, that's critical is to find out what their needs are, what their time frame is, and try to stick to that. So they have their morning routine and and are allowed to do their life, knowing that it's going to be interrupted a little bit by <laughs> having us there. 
but we try to make it as quick as possible. That's good to know. So it sounds like your company does the soup to nuts that you can go in and do the consultations and help families prioritize and work out costs and then get it done. Yep. We, we pretty much are a one-stop shop. The, we always recommend using an occupational therapist. There's usually one involved at some level with the person's care and uh, OTs are allowed and legally allowed <laughs> to um, assess a person. They'll understand a diagnosis and the prognosis uh, and they can weigh in on that. I, as a contractor, can evaluate a home. And of course, with all the training and experience, we can uh, evaluate for safety items and get the family's input. But it's always better to have an occupational therapist weigh in on things so that we know exactly what what's most appropriate for the client. Oh, that's interesting. So you're almost interdisciplinary to get the other professionals involved so that yes. the changes you're making are going to be best, like you said, not just for now, but for down the road. Right. I've, I've spent a lot of time over the years um, helping others understand the importance of, okay, we really do need a crystal ball here so that we're not just fixing a, a solution, you know, fixing a problem with a very temporary solution. Let's look at how long is this going to last and don't throw a cheap piece of equipment to solve the problem, which isn't going to get used when something uh, might be better longer term. I've seen that in some of the homes I've visited. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. So I'm, I'm curious. I want to go back to the educational piece. You said there's a group of you that are out educating, I guess, other contractors and families and realtors and Yes. Yeah. You hit many of the target market right there. We're, we're, so the primary focus of construction education consortium.com uh, is to get like-minded professionals teaching throughout the world. And we actually already have uh, some uh, folks we're working with in Japan and in other countries. So uh, it's it's significant, <laughs> and what we're trying to do right. is uh, teach first-level, basically, how to interact with people um, and and what's possible and how the th- difference in what we're doing is teaching how. So for the professional, you know, the remodeler, the contractor, who may never have done a zero threshold is barrier free shower mm-hmm. it can be a little bit of a foreign concept and mm-hmm. anybody with any set of skills is certainly capable of doing it but it's still helpful to understand exactly what's involved and not just the why it's important but how to do it so we're trying to teach all these things and at you know teach realtors teach designers uh, occupational therapists, the whole gamut, like you said, interdisciplinary team, so that they can serve that client the best way possible and ensure their needs are met short-term and long-term. And we also want to educate the client, the homeowner, so that they're aware of what's possible. They don't necessarily need to be taught how to do 
these things, but to know that it can be done, they can help raise the bar uh, by by saying, well, actually, I believe a zero th- threshold shower is possible. I know I saw it on through this class. Um, would you be willing to talk to these folks? And some people are going to be open to that and some aren't. Well, you want to find the people that are open to it. So, and that's, I really appreciate that. I'm going to go to your website as soon as we get done with this. Um, And I guess your background in technology, you're keeping up with all the new technology that's coming down the pike to help these people that need assistance have special needs. In many ways, yes. Um, I I did work at a large uh, computer manufacturer back when when my daughter was born and uh, did turn everything upside down, inside out, uh, and Mm -hmm. changed my career. Uh, But I am still a very high-tech guy, and um, I call myself an accessibility nerd or a full-access nerd uh, (laughs) in that I, I try to stay on top of many of the things that are out there, but there's always going to be something new. And sometimes my clients bring those ideas and those product developments to me. And I'm always grateful. It's like, I'm never too old to learn um, and find out what else is out there. So, you know, I go to various uh, expos. I'll be coming up to the international builders show here at the end of the month in Las Vegas. And, uh, there may be some, I know there will be some things there that will be new on the market that sometimes luxury items. Uh, we talked about this the other day, luxury items that are marketed as a luxury item. It, for example, being able to close a blind automatically with just a voice command or even hitting a switch is really difficult, Is makes it an easy thing to do for somebody who's in a seated position. So when I say seated position, imagine you're in a wheelchair and you can't get up and and control those mini blinds. Well, now there are devices that do it, but most of those devices are sold as luxury items. Uh, That doesn't mean that they can't be used to enable somebody who's not able to do it on their own. So we, we look at those things too, the luxury items that could be used to enable. I've seen that in in many of the homes. It used to be that elevators and lifts were considered luxury items, but yep. now they're just becoming more commonplace in in many settings because they work for the person's needs. Absolutely. Yep. Well, it's been great talking with you, Steve. How do people get in touch with you if they want more information either about the Construction Education Consortium or about your home solutions business yeah so home-based solutions um sounds a little bit like what it is home base like baseball uh home-based solutions.com and uh and then construction education consortium.com uh that's a mouthful for sure but it describes what it is we do uh either way uh you go there and send in an email, steve at homebasesolutions.com, or uh, give me a call locally at Siri code 615-234-1231.
Perfect. Well, thank you for talking with us today. That's it for today's episode. We are a life care planning law firm helping families respond to the legal, financial, and personal care challenges caused by chronic illness or disability of an elderly loved one. Join us next week for another episode of Aging Starts Now. Thank you for listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast. For more information about today's show, visit tn-elderlaw.com, click on the free resources tab, and then click on Aging Starts Now. You'll find the show notes there. And while you're at it, why not check out all the free resources available at tn-elderlaw.com? Document downloads, the Tagus McGinnis blog, educational videos, informative articles, helpful links, a TV show, and more. It's all there free for the taking. If you enjoy listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, please subscribe, rate the show, or leave us a review. It's easy to do on whatever app you use to listen. We would love your feedback on the show. Aging Starts Now. We'll be back next week with more candid discussions about challenges created by aging, disability, and unexpected illness.